Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Peter Lindbergh, CEO and co-founder at APT. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on this show. I think um, what you're doing is is really interesting and, and um, it's kind of fascinating to me, but maybe before we get into APT, let's get to know you a little bit better and cover where you grew up. All right. <laughs> so I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Finland. It's like a 5 million people country. Pretty sure. sparsely populated. So, I actually I was born in a pretty small small town, and then eventually I moved to Tampere, which is slightly bigger. And and then, like most people in Finland, I ended up to Helsinki, which is the capital and where most of the business happens. Right. So, what kind of got you to Helsinki at some point? Like, did you end up going to school there, or or how? Yeah. That's okay. it. When I like uh, after the military service, which is mandatory in Finland, I went to uh, okay. Helsinki to study. That was, I think, ninety ninety two or something like that. Right. So, how long's um, the mandatory military service? Is it two years or five years or something like that? <laughs> back then, I think now it's six six months these okay. days. But uh, back then, it was like uh, eight months or eleven months. Oh, so okay. I did uh, I did uh, eleven months up north. Okay, very cool. So you, you went to university in Helsinki. What did you take? I was actually, I was studying software programming okay. when, I, when I started and that was not the university degree. That was kind of a preparation for work-life kind of degree. So uh, only, only actually a couple of years ago I did MBA with the university. Okay, very cool. So what kind of got you passionate about software and technology then growing up? I think I was like 14 when I got my first computer. Okay. And that was, well, it was pretty new back then. That was like 80s. <laughs> sure, so, sure. No, that's awesome. So I, I, did, I did some graphics and some programming and, and I think mostly it was games. So I was pretty excited and I was always playing with PCs. That was not the Commodore or, or Spectrum or something else, but, uh, but uh, personal computers when they came out. So... That's how I started, and, and uh, my father was working in paper industry. So, so when I was fourteen, they were buying their first computers, and that's when I started consulting and helping them out, uh, insta- installing the hardware and and using the software and so forth. So, pretty long time ago. Sure. No, I, I think it's awesome, and I always find it interesting to know kind of how people got into the industry and kind of what they ended up kind of doing. But, but I, I yeah. think a lot of us were kind of in that same boat kind of in the in the yeah. 90s right like you didn't really have a choice if you were yeah. like if you knew anything about it people were just like asking questions to help them right and, and yeah, whatnot. yeah so it makes a lot of sense so you came out of university what did you kind of end up doing you, you don't have to mention company names if you don't want to but like i'm just kind of curious to know your background a little bit better that that's perfectly fine when i was studying software programming uh, start of 90s uh, Nokia was was uh, like uh, grow, growing sure. really fast, so it was an amazing company back then in Finland. So I was studying in Helsinki, and Nokia was recruiting, and and uh, they needed some people for IT support. So they, I think they were hiring like uh, maybe 
30, 30 people every month, 30, 40 people every month. So, so growth rate wow. just in this one office was quite, quite high. And so I started there as a trainee and just helping people out, uh, out with the IT stuff and that sort of thing. And that's, that was the start, the first real job in IT. Okay. So you worked there for a number of years. Kind of walk me through the journey before you ended up kind of uh, founding uh, Apt. Um, yeah, uh, with Nokia it's actually kind of funny because I, I was there, as I said, like something uh, start of 90s till uh, 97. Sure. And they were not interested in internet. They really? were doing the mobile phones and that sort of stuff. But th that was time before the internet. And I, 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 I was there. Uh, very excited about the internet. I was teaching HTML programming and, and, and so forth, and I wanted to really be in the center of this. So I went to work for uh, ISP, this kind of internet service provider. Sure. Called UNET, and they were actually purchased by Quest, US company. Okay. So that they formed KP and Quest, that was big of, one of these big uh, .NET companies that went, went bankrupt when things went, uh, went sore. But, uh, Anyway, yeah, Nokia to, from Nokia to this KPN Quest, and then I then I joined another small company doing all, all kinds of digital digital projects, including like uh, music and videos and and home pages and so forth. It was still a big thing to do. Sure, home pages back then, and and they, that company was purchased by Tieto uh, Enator. It's another like sixteen thousand people IT integrator, and got you. I, I joined them and, and that, that was also quite a chore because I quite soon I actually ended up in Czech Republic uh, starting their first offshore centers and then I was working in Netherlands uh, putting up these digital services and, and after that I was four years in Russia doing the same thing. Okay, very cool. Like that's a, it was a big company and we were like setting up data centers in Russia and and we had software for oil industry, so that's that's a big thing in Russia. So I was working in Siberia with all these big, really? big oil companies. That was pretty exciting and fun. Sure, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So at what point did you you kind of um, decide to found uh, or co-found, I guess, Apt, and uh, kind of what exactly is it? Um, that's like uh, getting back to the previous story. Like uh, when I came back to Finland, I, I got a call from Accenture Headhunter and I, okay. I was working with Avanade, a US company, for a couple of years. And after, after that, I, I started working on my MBA and, and right. I actually wrote a book about that. And the book was, book was mostly about startups and how the, how the business theories are, are changing because of this digitalization. And, then I was also running running a startup incubation service, and, and kind of a step by step, I was moving from corporate life to startup life, and and I had a, I had one interesting project, and I met some some ID influencers in Finland, and one of those guys had a great idea about the new company. He's Aki Antman, the CEO of Sulava, and. So he called me if I want to run this company and we, we talked about it and we both loved the idea. The original idea was that uh, now that companies are moving to cloud, there must be a better, better way to tackle this whole enterprise mobility. Sure. And, and kind of get rid of all the headaches, headaches that are related to that. that uh, the kind of idea was that uh, if we managed to do this kind of very smooth integration platform, 
towards cloud backends. We can make a system where people can download uh, business apps like they were consumer apps, just uh, log in with their emails and just integrate with the internal processes and structures and so forth. That was the, that's in a nutshell what we were <laughs> aim, aiming to do from the techno technology perspective. Sure. So you guys have been around for, for kind of a while now. And um, so like, what exactly are you guys, you know, doing for kind of businesses? We are, as I said, we, we are building this kind of integration platform that manages uh, authentication and, and connections to backend systems. So okay. that's a cl cloud-based system on Microsoft Azure, and it's, it's pretty solid. Microsoft is already sponsoring us, so they like what we do. It's, it's kind of a smooth thing that it, it's... If, if you think how, how you download, for example, a Facebook app, so we, sure. we provide similar experience for businesses, so... They just uh, download the app from Google or, or App Store or Microsoft Store and, and bang, off they go. It, it integrates without any interference with the IT or you don't need any sales uh, or buy, buying process or anything like that. So it's, it's kind of a new thing. And on top of that, because we feel that we are kind of creating a new market, new way to doing this internal mobility. So... We are building apps to kind of prove that our platform scales and teaching people that there's a new way of doing things. And of course, we're also building our brand and, and getting some cash flow. So on top of our platform, we are building apps. And first app is called Apt Pools. Okay. It's a new, new way of doing kind of internal surveys in a cool game-like way. Okay. So when you say game-like, what, what does that kind of mean? Like, like, like I, I get that, but for the kind of the listener... So how, how are you guys kind of doing that, I guess? Like what, what's kind of like I load the app, um, I'm doing this kind of survey, but like how is it kind of different and how is it kind of like a game? Uh, there are like a couple of layers in that. First thing okay. is that our, our apps, even though they are business apps, they look like games. They make people smile. They, we have very cute characters and so forth. So, and the whole process is, uh, is pretty smooth, just takes a few seconds and, and it's like a Tap and swipe like you, you are playing a game, but you are actually giving out your feelings and opinions about things. And if, if you want, you can type in, type in also information. So the first thing is the experience. And then we are bringing in features that we are, we call them kind of mindfulness or, or self-development features. So you can, you can develop yourself. Your colleagues can give you hints and tips how things should do, should go forward and that, that sort of things that you get like a kind of a rated and, and a positive feedback and and so forth how, how you stand in the world oh so like you i can get feedback kind of about like myself and my own kind of um like how i'm perceived in the company is that what you mean uh yeah that sort of thing Things like our, our first apps, they are kind of in this office space, collaboration space, uh, helping helping with personal time management, uh, helping how people communicate, how, how teams teams can get feedback from from um, the members, and there's also one app related to meeting culture, how to how to improve that, how to be more efficient. There's there's kind of a this kind of a underlining thing that that, that uh, we are moving the some basic processes, basic bottlenecks to, to mobile apps. So everything is about efficiency and being, being like, or doing more meaningful things during your day. 
we did a couple of surveys in in US and in Finland and in uh, kind of a uh, how to say storyline is that the most people feel that uh, let's say 50-60% of their working time goes to manage internal processes so it doesn't sound very cool you should be doing like uh, meaningful things create value to your company to your customers and so forth instead of managing these internal processes so that's what we are trying to solve with our apps sure no i i think that's really interesting and like for for people that that don't know um the product it's it's appd.com and you're right like you you guys have these kind of cute little characters um your interfaces are are very kind of clean um and you know you have some nice like looking um charts and graphs and and whatnot and even just like um being able to rate meetings i thought was kind of interesting um for for me at least because I think like a lot of people um, feel like sometimes meetings can be very, very wasteful and, and uh, kind of a waste of time. And it, it's kind of interesting to me anyway, um, how you guys are trying to make stuff like that and these internal things inside a company just better by kind of giving feedback, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like uh, there's the... There's the big story on the background that that uh, I think now that there's this digitalization and automation and so forth, uh, most organizations start to be kind of expert organizations. And if they have really tight control, I mean KPIs and all the processes are controlled very tightly, what people are doing each minute and so forth, that's actually hindering the, uh, the way the organization works. You have to really get to use the talents of the people and let them let them decide what is the best at that moment. That's that's the thing that you know Google was uh, Google was looking into in their organization that uh, where management actually adds value in the organization. So we, we try to make that journey more easy to each organization that they don't have to be Google or Netflix or Idea or something like that. That any normal, even more conservative corporation can can jump into that boat and be more efficient be more agile and have more more happy people that are doing the right thing with their work time no i think that makes a lot of sense and i think the thing that's interesting too um for me anyway about your platform is the fact that it's almost like constant and like i don't have to just load this big long survey that takes me you know 20 minutes or something to complete that i never want to get to where i can just quickly kind of give feedback on the things that kind of matter, right, inside an organization to make the company better and then make even just the workplace for the for the employees better, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the idea like the, we we have this we have the platform that manage, manages the really easy deployment that anybody can do because it's just, just like downloading anything from the app stores and then we have these specific apps and all these uh, let's say business concepts that that uh, the basis for our apps we we get from real customers. So we we work with the mostly large international corporations, and we try to find these common common issues that are headaches for these organizations. And then together with the customers, we we gradually create the apps. Sure. And so um, you kind of have three um, plans, all the way from kind of a, a free version all the way up to kind of a, a business plan. 
you maybe want to talk about kind of what's included with the free version and then what's included with the pro and then the business version? Yeah, we have a, the first step is app pools, as we discussed, and sure. it's, it's really the following the feeling inside the organization. And, and the new, new things about that is that it's really for everyone. It's not that HR decides that now we want to look into this, but anybody can actually take up topics. They can be management driven, but they can just kind of raise up from the organization and there's a one way, there's an easy way to follow these popular topics so that the management can see what is important right now. And, and the other in interesting thing in, is that the results are available for everybody real time. So that's, that's also a new thing. It's, they are not like analyzed and, and filtered and so forth, but everybody can see where, where company sure. generally and, and with the, with the separate, separate important topics. So, so the basic version, basically you can make uh, 50 requests about uh, topics or, or general feelings, everybody can do that. So, so the limit is uh, 50 questions. That's not usually an issue. And the most important thing is that uh, you want to usually follow the, the historical data sure. related to topics that are important to you. For example, like how people feel about development discussions or, or teamwork or some specific projects. So they might, might uh, just go, go on for half a year, one year and so forth. And you, you want to see how things develop. So if you want to have a like a endless capacity for that uh, historical data, then that comes with the pro version. And f especially for management, they want to export the data and use it in PowerPoint, Excel and so forth. Sure. So there's this kind of one pattern export function inside the app as well. And that comes with the pro version. So if you really start working with the data, like the historical data, and you want to export it, then then you should go for pro version. Gotcha. Everybody else can can survive with the with the basic version. And then when when moving forward, we have built a management portal, okay. and that, that that comes into play if you have like a few hundreds or a few thousand employees and more. Then you don't want to tap tap everything in with the mobile interface. So so you can actually get tools for deployment for the whole organization, kind of get a notification that please download this new app. And, and when you make uh, questions that are important to whole organization, you can boost them out with the, with the portal as well. Like we, are, we have integrated with the Microsoft Active Directory, which is like the personal directory. Sure. So you can push out surveys based on your structure and organization model and locations and so forth. And, and you can also get the data back based, based on your organization structure. So that makes things easier if, if you're working with lots of people. Sure. And then, then there's, like, uh, there's also kind of a database of all your surveys you have done. So it's easier to, to follow up on how things are changing and, and so forth. And you can combine different surveys and topics. And, that's all, we have that sort of data mining, mining functions there. Sure. No, I, I think that's really interesting. The, the other thing, too, I think it's worth mentioning that you guys are on Android, iOS, and, and uh, Windows Phone as well. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I kind of find, or I, a question for you is, can these be anonymous when I give um, kind of my, maybe my comments or, or answer these questions? Or, or could, do I have the option to choose that? Or how does that kind of work? They they are anonymous always. That's, that's okay. the 
one of the core core ideas that we want to we want to create flat organizations and we want to get rid of hierarchies and this top down management that that is just slowing things down so we want to it to be democratic so that everybody can can easily express their opinions and give feedback feedbacks and share ideas and that sort of sort of thing sure so i'm kind of curious to know um what types of organizations have you guys kind of seen um, maybe industries that you've kind of seen the uptake been been really good. Like, has it been kind of in the the tech space? Has it been outside of the tech space, or is it kind of all over the map? It's a bit all over the map. We were really really targeting the large corporations because okay. sm- smaller ones they tend to be agile <laughs> by themselves. So right. if they are just a few hundred people organizations, but um, what we found out that our first customers they have a uh, 200, 300 employees, they are a bit, a bit faster in their decision ma- ma- making and, and the large corporations, mainly because they have so, so slow processes, are a little bit slower on moving forward and there hasn't been really any, any industry limitations. We have, a, we have a manufacturing industry, we have a healthcare, we have a events management, we have like all sorts of things. We have forest industry and and customers seems to seem to come through all industries. There are some legislation issues uh, as we are like 100% cloud cloud based. Right. That's an issue, for example, for finance sector that has uh, tight rules. But it's not always so. Like uh, as we as long as we play with this collaboration layer within internal services, then then it's it's uh, seems to be okay with even even these uh, more strict. Uh, Companies, we we were a bit afraid of that. We were really, really starting from CIOs, how they feel about the security and so forth, because we are bypassing IT, sure, yeah, integration. So, so we thought that that should be pretty scary. But the, the feedback we we got was great. That the CIOs feel that world world is changing, and and they should be the, really these like chief innovation officers helping the business and not not kind of a being being the showstoppers for different kind of go-to-market projects. Sure. So, so, so that uh, there should be like, you know, open interfaces, uh, corporations should go to cloud so that they can just buy services rather than develop everything through internal IT projects. So that was, we got pretty, pretty like uh, nice and warm welcome from these technology guys as well. Sure. So did you end up um, kind of uh, have a heart, like, I guess, you you guys are going into these these big companies. Um, did you kind of have um, a hard time maybe getting them to use it, or was it a little bit maybe employee kind of driven for the most part, and then they were kind of bringing it to their teams? Because I think nowadays a lot of people they might have a company phone, but they also bring their own devices, right? And yeah. it's hard for organizations to tell people what they can and can't install on their own phone, that especially if they're paying for it, right? Absolutely, and we were actually aiming for that. So, so okay. <laughs> to be to be honest, we we don't know yet. We we have built our portal, so you can do this kind of official uh, uh, license purchase. Just buy like thousand or two thousand licenses for the whole organization, and then push push the, push them out. Or individual can actually buy their apps just from the app store and start using them and, and in both cases they just integrate out of the box and we don't really know which which way it's going to fly in the end but that's a that's a interesting 
topic definitely. I think we made a bit of a mistake because uh, what we were aiming aiming at it was like kind of a Slack like uh, feature that that people start using the app, like how how Yammer got out and Evernote and so forth. That it could really be the individuals, but uh, we were talking mostly with the C level, like top management of organizations and and building our story for them and we got their feedback so now like as we as we work on this like uh, mvp model like uh, trying to learn as fast as we sure we can we actually had a had to jump over a gap when we got to the market and people started using it because we had these features that were maybe too much aimed for management and not for really employees so now we are changing that we we try to really serve the everybody inside the organization, not, not ju- just the management. Sure. No, I, I think that's good. And I think that's super important to stress that, you know, once you actually get it kind of the product out in the real world, you know, you and you get feedback, you kind of have to make changes, right? Because the, yeah. the app kind of gets ended up or gets used different than kind of how you ended up thinking about it at the beginning. And now it makes sense. Um, but do you have any kind of tips or advice for people that are looking to, you know, maybe move into kind of um, getting big enterprise as kind of clients, because it seems like you've been able to crack that um, pretty good. Was it a lot of kind of cold calling? Did you know a bunch of people? It's a little bit of both. Do you kind of have any advice around that for people? Yeah, well, in our case, it's, it's all about the team. So we are pretty senior from from okay. startup startup perspective. Our key people are over forty years old, and and most of us we have history with large corporations, and especially our our board has been a key to to opening lots of doors. So we have okay. a, we have Ari Ari Rahkonen who used to run Microsoft in Finland, like and he knows all the decision makers and a couple of other guys who are helping out as well. So. Because of our background and, and, and also because Finland is rather small market, we, we basically basically have access to all all large corporations. But that's that, that's how it works in our case. I don't really believe in in cold calling. Okay. But if you have a if you if you have a cool brand, so that that uh, that you know you get some mind share from people because of your marketing and the stories that media media creates and so forth, then. Then it might work if if people have heard about you from some other sources, right? But other than that, it's it's getting pretty hard because decision makers are so busy and and everybody's doing this content marketing and event marketing and so forth. So it's it's really hard to get the timeshare. But I I I'd, I would focus on getting the right people on board who have the connections and who have the networks and. Then of course, creating the brand is very important as well. Sure, and I'm I'm guessing then um, you kind of touched on it earlier. You also have an NBA and kind of you have your own um, consulting company. I'm I'm assuming just having kind of your own company as well as a startup probably helps. Correct. Well, the, or do you kind of separate them? Like I'm just I, curious. Uh, yeah, I kind of separate them. So, so. okay. My own consulting co- company doesn't do much anything, but I, as I said, I, I wrote a book that is about the digitalization of startups and business theories, how they are changing. So the consulting company I, I have basically because I have this book business and I, I go go out there to, to, you know, talk on various stages from various perspectives of business. So 
but that's that's not the big thing. That's that's maybe like once or twice a month I do something like that. But it, the consulting company exists for the book, so that's the gotcha. to put it shortly. So, but but I think that's kind of good good to mention as well that you're you're kind of doing other things under a different umbrella that almost promote yourself, um, an, a brand, um, your book. Just for for the listeners, um, maybe let's kind of cover exactly what your book is about. Like, I know you kind of quickly touched on it, but like, what is the book about? Oh, well, a book is about uh, <laughs> business theories, but uh, from the kind of new perspective. So it covers the strategy and, uh, and management and, uh, and finance and uh, coming to marketing and sales and how to manage information and, and uh, how to try different kind of innovation models within your organization so that they actually bring results. So, so it covers all these areas, but it, it actually covers the historical perspective as well. So from the strategy, I, I start with the, let's say there's, there's Porter and there's lots of old theories and, and I even touch like, uh, yeah. Adam Smith and Taylor and so forth, really old stuff that goes back hundreds of years and and actually just getting to the point why, why these processes and KPI thinking, why, why is it so, why is it so strict and why it does have to change now because of digitalization, the whole organization structure and and talent structure is changing and now, now like you have to allow these people to be agile. But that, that's, that's kind of a thing. So, so in these different areas, I go from history to modern day, how things are moving to more agile direction and what kind of theories are in the toolbox that you could try out as a startup. And then I have case stories from various startups. There's, for example, this Moves, Moves company. I don't know if you remember that. That was sold to Facebook. And, yeah, and, totally. Yeah, and various others. So, so it's like... A, what I wanted to do is to open up like uh, to a little bit maybe younger guys how world actually works that you have you have theories you have actually loads of different theories you can use but then the real world is always always very different and and all the situations that happen they, they can be just amazing within the company so sure. I wanted to kind of open up the big picture what is it to, to run your own company no, I, I think that's that's awesome, and I, I think that that's really good advice. And you touched on something that I think a lot of people don't understand, especially kind of like you said when they're younger and maybe still in school, is you learn all these things in school, and some may or may not work, right? And when you actually get out yeah. working in the real world, that a lot of times it you you basically throw away so much of what you you learned just because like that's just not how like working in that that industry really is. And it's funny because I remember um, this girl I went to school with years ago. She was probably one of the best designers I've ever met. Yeah. And she went to this like prestigious design school in the States. And she said it took her two years to break out of like um, the mold that the school told her, you know, because yeah. just like once she got out and was actually working as a designer, she had like, you know, you'd get like 30 hours to do a project. And and yeah. now when you get in the industry, it's like you have three hours. Now go, yeah. right? So you can't do everything that you'd normally do in 30 hours. So I think yeah. that's a super good point. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that, right? Or or never really learned that or really taught that. I think that's really, really important. Like one thing I have seen, I don't know if this is like Finland specific, like, you know, you get the 
so much stuff from your environment, like uh, which hockey team to support and so sure. forth from your parents. And then you move into the education system and you get these ready answers for everything. And, and on the other hand, you get all these norms and limitations inside your head. Like they are not as part of your brain. You, you <laughs> brain likes evolves forever. There are no limitations, but you, you get them from your environment. And sometimes that's, that's not a good thing. If you really want to uh, let your talents loose and, and uh, change the world. Sure. I, I think that's, that's actually really good advice. I, I think um, I'm, I'm kind of curious then what else have you kind of seen that, um, you know, maybe you could, you could tell the listener or give advice on because, you know, you've been through it a number of times. And like you said, um, you know, not everybody like yourself has kind of access to this network because you've been doing it for a long period of time. But is there any other advice you'd kind of give the listener out there that's looking to get in the space or is already in the space and, and maybe looking for some other advice? Well, you know, our case, I think the, the important things have been like... Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to say because there are so many ways to do a startup. Some sure. people uh, like to work on it with their own income, and I, I think that makes sense. But now things are moving so fast that we, we are doing it with the risk investments, just that we can do things as as fast as possible to to get into our market and okay and so forth. And so so I think getting the right people on a board and building your network. That's that's very important thing. Like most things, still, even though we, you know, we work with the latest technology and create new things, but uh, still, all the key decisions, I think, those happen in the space between like two people. They can be just uh, amazing situations that uh, change your whole future. Sure. So, so I, I think that's important. Important to remember that it's still still all about the people and getting the right people on the board and going out there and networking and, and so forth and and uh, getting I, I would say that funding funding side is a big headache so so you should be kind of a paranoid in that so that make sure that you manage your cash flow all in all that that you have enough cash to pay the salaries and and see the future like uh, three months uh, six months and so forth so so that uh, rather rather go early than <laughs> too late uh, and that's also like any negotiation with the investor and so forth. So don't don't drive yourself into tight spot that you have to take take that one deal. Always negotiate with uh, several partners and have your options open and do it so early that uh, that you can you can always change your direction. It's easy to say, but it's actually much harder sure. harder to do. So. Those are, it, yeah, I think that's really good advice. And and the other thing too that um, you know I I love the fact that you're you don't even live kind of in North America. I think that, and just having that perspective of kind of being outside of of that, right? And I, like you mentioned earlier, there's been a handful, like Nokia, um, there's been a, a bunch of really big kind of well-known companies on a global scale that have come out of Finland, especially in the tech space. And I think it's interesting to get your perspective on the whole space because in a lot of ways, it's similar to what's happening in other parts of the world and, and the States and North America. Um, but, you know, it, it can be a bit different, right? But Finland's also, especially in Helsinki, has quite a big tech space and has been popular in tech space for, you know, the last few decades. 
Yeah, we, uh, I see it that Finland is kind of engineering country. We, we just love a new technology and, sure. and software and so forth. And, but we are not so good in marketing and sales. That's the, that's the kind of a easy way to put, put out okay. differences. And there's lots of discussion that in, in the US, in education systems, people have to all the time present themselves and do, do selling and so forth. And that's really a handicap for us. When, when I come to a pitching event in the US, I can see the difference. Like uh, maybe my slides are better and our technology could be more advanced, but all the other guys, they are like born to do sales. So it's, it's uh, funny to see this kind of, this kind of differences. But I, I don't think it's, it's otherwise it's such a big thing. Like we did the, we have done market surveys in US and there's like, a, for example, this uh, Microsoft cloud market is really big in Finland. Uh, they really dominate. It's like 80% of the market. And oh, then wow. US, it's uh, more like a head-to-head competition with Google, with business services. And then, then of course, Amazon is, is dominating on the platform space. And that sort of things are different. And, and in Finland also, most companies, they are... Uh, paying for mobile phones and paying for the phone bills that's still a norm and that's that's not so in most companies in US I have I have understood right uh, but uh, like uh, getting to traction I think like maybe it's because I, I spent already eight years abroad uh, in, in very exciting countries and sure. did business in in Russia and so forth so I, I think like people everywhere they are like they are basically good if you meet a normal person she or he uh, will help you out if you just ask like uh, people i think people are nice I, even though the world is a bit chaotic these days i think normal people are super nice so with that philosophy I, i've done like uh, uh, well a few few tours with apt in us so we are talking with microsoft in redmond and awesome. then i have been to new york a few times there we we, we microsoft is our main partner but uh, also, like SAP is interested, would like us to go to kind of under the hood with the new cloud interfaces, which are actually really good. And then uh, talking with IBM, IBM Watson, the, the supercomputer, that's also pretty pretty awesome. And and I think uh, that sort of things they are they are happening in New York, and I love the energy. And I have been really welcomed. I, I think it's uh, as I said, it's really people business. I haven't got anywhere without some friends who know some other people and so forth to the introductions is if somebody says you're, you're a good guy, then things move forward pretty much same way everywhere. And that has been at least the case in New York. So no matter if it's like a investors or, or customers or potential partners, if, if somebody recommends you, things move, move, move forward actually much, much faster business-wise than in Finland. So I, I really love that. No, I, I agree with you. It, it's, it is interesting how a lot of people in this space just seem to want to help each other if they can, right? And like make connections or, or whatnot or, or give you advice. And like, yeah. I've found that as well and it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but we're kind of coming to the end of the show, Peter. Um, do you maybe want to close the show with promoting um, where people can find um, yourself and uh, Apt Online and any other uh, links you want to share? <laughs> yeah, at this point, our products are really for companies or organizations using this Microsoft Office 365, which is, which is of course, pretty popular. So you can get more information going to app.com and you can download our first app, app pools from, from Android, Android Store Play and, and from App Store and from Microsoft Store. So whatever platform you prefer, you probably get it, get it for that and you can try it out. And, 
we would love to hear your feedback. The basic version is freemium, so you can try it out for free and 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 <laughs> us said would be would be really great to hear from you. Perfect, Peter. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to kind of following you guys throughout the rest of the year and, and kind of Super. beyond. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks again for doing it. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll talk soon. Yeah, okay. thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep them in the future. Let's go.